Did you have massive dreams as a child? Do you know a child with big dreams? Do you ever wonder what it would look like to truly support the children in our lives' dreams to our fullest potential? Well, today I have two very, very special people with me that we're talking about some of the biggest dreamers that I know and greatest humans in my life, my children, Ava and Atlas. This is At The Podium with Manuela Mesqua, a podcast featuring interviews with top performers in sports, business, and entertainment to uncover the stories, lessons, and disciplines of the top 1%. Ladies and gentlemen. And now, here's your host, CEO and entrepreneur, Manuela Mesqua. Hello again, and welcome to At The Podium with Manuela Mesqua. I am Manuel Mesqua. I'm obsessed with understanding how high achieving people operate and learning their stories. The podcast is meant to give you the tools and resources to achieve your biggest dreams and reach your highest potential by learning the paths of some of the most incredible people in the world. And as I mentioned earlier, today's guests are my amazing children, Ava and Atlas. Welcome to the show. You can say hello. Oh, <laughs> thank you for having us here, Dad. <laughs> We're going to start off with the icebreakers, fair? Okay. We talked about doing some rapid fire today. Let's get right to it. Favorite song that you both know right now? Anything by the weekend. Here comes the boom by Nelly. What about Jiggle Jiggle? Ah. Can we blow it up with a quick verse? My money don't jiggle jiggle. It folds. I like to see you wiggle wiggle. Faux show. It makes me want to dribble dribble. You know, riding in my feet. You really have to see it. Six foot two in a compact. No slack. Luckily, the seats go back. Got a knack to relax in my mind. Sipping some red, red wine. Uh, but you're not sipping any red, red wine. Oh, right, Atlas? Red, red <laughs> juice. <laughs> Ava, what's the first time that you remember feeling inspired? I would say any time when I was younger that I would see you and mom give back to other people, whether it was just a couple dollar tip or giving something to a homeless person, that's when I know I really felt inspired to help others. Huh. Atlas, first moment of inspiration. Probably my first football life because I love- <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Atlas, in your 12 years of existence, yes. what is your first moment where you remember feeling inspired? My first episode of football life. <laughs> What channel is it on for our listeners today who may not be familiar with uh, Football Life? 212 NFL Network. <laughs> or 206 awesome. ESPN. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Go ahead. And what, why was that so inspiring? Because I get to learn about the stories of like how the greats were as a kid. And it kind of inspired me to do the same so I could become a great. <laughs> I love that. Atlas, when do you feel the most happy? When I'm competing in football or basketball. <laughs> Ava, Ava, when are you most happy and joyful? I'd say any time I spend time with my faith or my family or outside. I love that. What's your favorite compliment to give someone else, Ava? I'd say telling them that they're beautiful inside and out. Why is that important to you? Because I know it makes me feel really good when someone says that to me <laughs> and not just that you're beautiful on the outside, but that you're beautiful on the inside too. Are we making the assumption that you are beautiful on the outside? I mean... <laughs> No. Atlas, favorite compliment to receive from others? When you make a good play. And they say what? 
good job, a great play, something like that, because then it makes you feel good inside. Awesome. What's your favorite compliment to give someone else in your life? Looking good today, ladies. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh. Ava, Alice is cut off from rapid fire. Ava, what was the time recently when you were extremely proud of someone? And how did you show or demonstrate that to them? Two of my friends got invited to the varsity volleyball tryouts, and they both made the team. I told them both. I was really proud of them, and that that's amazing, and all their hard work is really paying off. That's awesome. Atlas, who's your favorite person at Mass Mutual Great Lakes? Bijil. <laughs> All right, Bill. Billy Bush, you got a shout out today, bud. <laughs> Even though you're not here often. <laughs> Ava, who's your favorite person that you've met since you moved to the state of Michigan in 2017? Just favorite, like go to. Like every time you see this person, you're like, wow, that person always just makes me feel great. Like a friend or just anyone? Anybody, any human. Oh, gosh. I'd say there are a lot of amazing people. Love it. Mindset of abundance. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely Miss Jill or Miss Lisa always make me happy. Wow. Awesome. Those are two great people that we love very much, Ava. Great call. Let's slow down the conversation to being able to go deeper a little bit around the idea of dreaming, why it's so important to hold on to our dreams, and what it looks like to support and be an advocate of them. Does that sound okay? Yeah. You know that this show is all about having conversations with some of the highest performers in business, sports, and life. And we've been blessed to have a number of great people on the show, like our friends Benny Fowler and AJ Troop and Tabor Pepper. Go and Green. Go White. Mr. Izzy Adonage, Desmond Clark, and Herman Moore. And what I love about all of their stories is that they always reflect back on what it looked like to grow up with people who were in their corner, encouraging them to believe that they really could play at the highest level and what they fell in love with. And for them, it was all the NFL. I want our listeners to be able to hear and understand from your perspective at 12 and 14, what it looks like to really encourage you to continue to dream big and be an advocate of them. So Ava, let's start here. What are some of the things that you're dreaming about the most these days? I'd say now and as I grow up, I always want to make sure I'm helping people, giving back, and just We've been blessed with so many things. I want to give that back to other people who are less fortunate. We have been blessed with a lot. (laughs) Is that something that just came to your mind out of nowhere? Is there somebody in your life outside of mom and dad who modeled that type of mindset and behavior? Well, my faith is my number one drive in life. So Jesus, definitely. I love that. I love that you share that so confidently and comfortably. It means a lot. And I love you for that. Love you too. Atlas, what are some of the biggest dreams that you have in your life right now? To be a pro athlete, (laughs) play in the NFL or the NBA. (laughs) Hey, folks, let's make sure we recognize this shocker moment. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Why is that so important to you, buddy? Well, I love competing. I love sports. And I want to be able to, when I'm older, I want to be like recognized as someone who is an all-time great just like other people are. That's awesome. Good for you. Who's somebody that you really look up to? Calvin Johnson. Megatron, Detroit's own baby. That's awesome. Good for you. Where do you think, Ava, that your dreams really sparked from? 
the idea of being helpful to others and having a mindset of abundance in your life? Always from you and mom, just from when I was younger and I would always see you guys giving back no matter what. It just, it really inspired me. And especially recently as I've gotten deeper into my faith, like I'm just, I really want to help other people. And I saw how much you and mom did. So you're saying that as you grew up, the eyes were always on us as parents mm-hmm. and the example that we were setting and the behaviors we were demonstrating. Definitely. I mean, that that's a great observation, right? So, you know, when your Theos and I were little, I always thought about how, hey, we kind of become a product of our environment. So our value system between your uncles and I is very similar because we grew up the same way with the same parents in the same wonderful house and had the same incredible childhood, right? Yeah. So no, that's awesome to hear. So Alice, where would you say that your inner drive or spark for greatness in professional sports comes from? Probably from seeing like all the things that the people in the NFL and the NBA go through. Like even when you're just watching the pre warm up to a game, you notice like they're training and they're like they're just like doing whatever they can to perform at the best level. So I realized like I need to do the same thing as them. Awesome. Who has been your favorite NBA player to watch videos of or stories of? Mm, Kobe definitely because he always, because I watch a lot of motivational videos and he's always talking about like. Everybody's always talking about how much work he put in and the grit and the grind that Kobe had. And he was like a really good leader. So I kind of am inspired by that. Yeah, I I love that you say that. It makes me think of in like training and development environments, we often tease that like, hey, garbage, if garbage goes in your head, then garbage comes out, Mm -hmm. right? Mindset is everything. The war is one in the mind first. So garbage in, garbage out, right? If you put bad thoughts in your mind, thoughts with limiting beliefs, or negative self-talk, then the chances of you achieving your dreams are very low, right? Yeah. Is that why you're watching a lot of motivational videos? Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Ava, what would you say is more important to you? Having the approval of others or giving yourself approval that everything's okay? Definitely my own approval because I'm doing it for myself and not for any recognition from other people. Have you experienced setbacks? When you've worked hard towards certain goals or priorities of yours in your life, and if you have experienced setbacks, how have you handled those situations? Definitely experienced setbacks, but that's a part of life. It's a part of the lessons that I'm learning and just my journey. So I'm just trusting along the way. I'm doing my best. And if the outcome isn't necessarily what I want it to be, I'm just working more towards getting there. At 14, when you've had those moments, at the age of 14, who do you go to or turn to when you're trying to work through something difficult? Well, I always pray. Mm -hmm. And I would say my mom is one of my best friends. So I always go to her about basically anything. Yes, Atlas and I are often ignored (laughs) while we're watching TV. (laughs) Yes. I mean, sometimes occasionally she will come for help with boys, but other than that. (laughs) Oh, right, right. Oh, my goodness. My goodness. (laughs) I try to make sure she stays independent. Alice, when you've dealt with setbacks, how do you stay committed to like your pursuit of becoming a great athlete and a great teammate, right? We talk about that as well. I mean, you always talk about wanting to be a great teammate and encourage your teammates. But when things don't go your way, what is it that helps you stay committed to being great and wanting to win? 
Well, I think an important thing is to like remember that when you do face a setback, if it's like losing, like for example, if we're in like the playoffs, we were in the playoffs for a flag football tournament and we lost a game, it's think like there's room for improvement. Like that's not just like the end of everything. And I would rather like if I'm going to lose, like I need to keep thinking like I can just get better. I can get better. So when I lose, it's not always like there's nothing good about it. Sometimes you just have to think that means I can get better and be better. So even in the face of adversity and loss, there's lessons and growth. Yeah. Good. What do you think other people could do better in supporting you during those tough times? Whether it's a teammate, it's a teacher, it's a coach, or your parents? I think probably explaining on like what they could have done better because mm-hmm. sometimes it's like when you're thinking of what you're doing, like let's say even like it's something like simple as like schoolwork, like you take a test and you didn't do as well as you thought you would. Like something as simple as like a classmate or a teacher just saying like something that you struggled on, like to make sure that you study on that next time. Because like knowing what you did wrong, you can then develop on that. So the next time you do something mm-hmm. like that, then you're going to be much better. So sharing, sharing maybe why it was wrong and how you can improve upon it next time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. How about you, Ava? Do you have an example or a thought around how people can better support you during times of adversity and defeat? I would say that a lot of people default to saying, I'm sorry for your loss. I'm sorry that that happened to you. And I think that although I know it's meant with good intentions, it doesn't really help. Like it's not Mm -hmm. contributing to making me feel better or Mm -hmm. helping me go through that. It's kind of just like a statement that everyone just says. And I think maybe cutting that out and trying to maybe respond more empathetically Mm -hmm. just to their situation is a better idea. Like, man, you blew it. I mean, that's, (laughs) I think that's better. Uh, But acknowledging that it was a tough loss. Yeah. Right. Without apologizing. Yeah, exactly. Because they they did nothing, right, in the stands. Exactly. Unless you're one of those parents that I saw on the soccer sidelines that don't know how to stop yelling at the officials, right? Oh, yeah. I had to get that zinger in, (laughs) (laughs) which is why this guy sits in the corner alone. (laughs) Awesome. I want to speak a little bit about what maybe you and your friends think about our ways that adults could be more supportive of your dreams and the th- and your passions, right? And I want to have that conversation with you for a little bit. So simply and clearly describe the things that are most important to you, and we'll start with Ava, that you expect from a great friend or great teammate. I would say someone who supports me no matter what, someone that's willing to go the extra mile and just like always be there no matter what through the ups and the downs, like they're just stuck by your side. I hear young people and older people, I hear them say, you know, I want to know that somebody cares enough that they're going the extra mile. What do you mean by going the extra mile? What does that look or feel like to somebody? I would say doing things without being told to, or doing things without someone else suggesting it. Just like, like if, if mom had like an important call that she needed to get on without her asking me to do it, I could take her computer into her bathroom, set her chair up to where she usually takes calls and just know that that's something that's important to her. That's how I can help her without her telling me to do it. Just show her that I care. That's awesome. So we've we've now disclosed that Samantha Joy of Mesco's private office is the master bath. <laughs> <laughs> 
no, it's a great, that's a great example. That That is a great example of being proactive, showing that you understand somebody and what's important to them. And Starbucks chapter two, right? The Starbucks experience chapter two says everything matters. And those little proactive, thoughtful gestures just say a lot. That is going the extra mile. Great example. Atlas, what are the things that you are looking for in a great friend and a great teammate? Someone that when you feel down or like you don't perform well or something, someone who isn't going to like make fun of you or not help you, but rather like they support you and you lift your head up so that you can keep going. So in like a sports game, when I see any of my teammates, like they were looking down, I'm like, keep your head up, keep playing. It's not over. So just keep going. Have there ever been any games in your life? I mean, you're 12 years old. Have you had any games, any bloody matchups where you were down at the break and then you came back and won? Probably snow football against Ava. He has never won, ever, <laughs> never. Besides that, have you ever been in a team sport where you were down at the half and you came back and won? Most definitely in soccer. A lot of times love it. in games, like like just one goal, like that's the thing about soccer, like simple things, like literally just one goal. That's the most like, that's something that's super important. Yes. So like when we're down, like, oh, I've, I've been down like a ton of times, oh, one and a half, but we've come back, we've tied the game. Maybe we've gone to like extra minutes and then we've won or we've just come back and scored more goals in the second half and won. That's awesome. So that mindset and that encouragement across teammates is critically important. Yeah. Right. Awesome. So Ava, is there any other example of a characteristic trait or behavior that you really look for in like a great friend and a great teammate? Especially like when things are great, like when things are great, everything feels great, right? But what's something that says like they really care, like that's someone that uniquely is important to me and I am to them as well? I would say someone that's always willing to listen and set aside their own problems and their own thoughts, whatever they're going through, they're willing to set that aside and just listen to you, just hear you, because sometimes that's all you need when you're going through something. Or when things are great, like if I've had a great day, like just having a friend that will just read my really, really long text about everything I did throughout the day and then like respond thoughtfully, just knowing that they care. Yeah. So one word responses are like no responses from from one of the, yeah, four, uh-huh. the four humans who lives in our home. Uh-huh. <laughs> who are you pointing at? But so a, a thoughtful response to what you might have sent them is is meaningful to you. Yeah, or just knowing that they actually heard what I said. And, and I hear you and mom say that often. You almost sound like each other, right? <laughs> That's just like the gift of time. Just give me a little bit of time that shows me whether we're together or we're apart. Take a little bit of time to show me that I matter. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. What do you think are some of the things that parents in general, any parent, mom and I, your Theos and Theas, like anybody could do to just better support the young people in their lives, whether it's their children or their nieces or nephews or godchildren or the children of some of their best friends. What are things that we can do to just better support people your age? To be honest. So say that again. To be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Honesty. Yeah. Because when you're a parent, you're like with a child, you're like trying to make them feel better and lift them up. But sometimes like telling them like they did a good job when really they might not have done as well as they would have hoped, like doing that, like be honest with them. Don't be like mean about it. Be honest, like so like they could have done better so that they grow and they like will adapt and perform better next time so that they don't keep making the same mistakes over and over and over again. Because from the outside lens, if I'm seeing someone make the same mistake over and over and over again, I'm like, how have they not learned that they're doing something wrong? 
Yeah. So you got to be honest and just tell them like some like if they could have done better, tell them they could have done better so that they can like grow from it. I love that you said that. Do you remember the question I used to ask you after every single game? And I kind of stopped these last couple of years because you have enough coaches in your lives. Did you do your best? Say it again. Did you do your best? (laughs) That's it, right? I mean, the war is between you and you. Like, how good did I perform compared to my maximum potential? Agreed? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, hey, did we do our best? Were we a great teammate? Did we demonstrate great sportsmanship? I love that. And do you think think your mom and I have consistently reflected being honest with you and open? Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Thanks for saying that. Ava. How about you? What's something that the adult world just in general could do a little bit more of to help children your age feel more supported? I would say knowing that just because you're the parent doesn't mean you're always right. So just keeping an open mind to new things, new ideas. I think you and mom do an incredible job at that. Just like being willing to I literally have paid them off so well today, folks. I just want you to know there's all kinds of payoffs going on here. I was going to say, at first that sounded like a shot, but I mean. This is great. I'm literally, I just need to watch this every morning I wake up. Man, I'm great. (laughs) I love you. I'm sorry. I interrupted you. No, no. I just mean like knowing that they have an open mind and they're willing to listen to new things. What's something that you've observed that you said, wow, that's not the way to encourage people our age? And don't say who it was, but just is there a behavior, an attitude, or a comment that you've observed from an adult that went to someone your age that you're like, wow, that couldn't feel good? I would say when in a sports game someone isn't playing their best or they're not doing as well as they could be doing, having someone yell and scream at them and just tell them like you're doing horrible like that's not helpful because like you already know you're doing bad like you already know you're not performing at your best level and just having someone that you look up to like a parent tell you that you're not doing good you're like bringing you down it just it really brings you down even more and that happens yeah definitely atlas what's something that stands out to you that you saw or you observed one time or another that was said to someone your age that you said, wow, that, that's not encouraging us to be our best. I would say probably in academics, seeing grownups to their children in academics, like stressing them out to always perform their best. Instead of like helping them perform their best, they're actually bringing them down because they're so stressed out and they're doing so much that they're just going to run low on fuel and they won't be able to keep going. And what kind of fuel are you running on these days? Uh, <laughs> diesel, like Shaq. <laughs> that's a great example. Yeah. So as adults, we're applying a lot of pressure and imposing a lot of expectations on children that may or not be done in a healthy way. Is yeah. that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Parents, be careful. You're stressing out the little people, the future leaders of this great country. What do you look for in a mentor, Atlas? What do you look for in someone that you can look up to around the things that you dream about being great at? I definitely look for someone who will put in the work and do what's necessary. Ava, what do you look for in a great mentor? I'd say someone who's nice and kind to everyone because it's just really not that hard to be kind. 
And like you always say, compliments are free. Like a smile is free. It really doesn't take that much and it benefits the other person that's receiving it. It also benefits you. Like it makes me happy to smile at someone and it makes the other person happy too. Did you hear that, Weddle? Smile more. <laughs> I make other people smile. So You do? Yeah. <laughs> What's any other advice that you might have for adults? Any final piece of advice? To keep dreaming and to use your imagination and creativity. Ah. Say more about that. So adults should also keep dreaming. Why is that important, bud? Because I feel like a lot of adults, once they have a job and they have a career and things, they find that they're on like that one path that just keeps going. There's nothing to it. It's just a straight path. But when you're an adult, you have to like the three things you need are imagination, creativity, and the belief that you can do it and you can change what you want to do. Like you say that when you retire, you want to have a restaurant. What do you think, Ava? Why is it important for adults to keep dreaming? I would say that kids are seen to have like like really easy, just playful lives and we just get to like relax and play and dream. And a lot of people say like, oh, I wish I was a kid again. Like I miss those days. But those are things we can continue to do. Like adults go, go, go. You and mom 24-7 running around. But you have opportunities to relax and just take time for yourself and still like hit on those key notes. Like you're never too old to still be a kid again. I'm never too old to still be a kid again. (laughs) (laughs) I've loved listening. So I've loved asking the questions. I've loved listening. I I hope that folks have been finding this enjoyable and helpful and insightful from two of the most awesome under 15 year olds that I know in my life. I know that you had a few questions that you wanted to be able to ask me if we had enough time. So let's grab two or three minutes and maybe go through a few of those. Who discouraged you and how did you overcome it? I mean, that's a great question. I mean, I think uh, throughout my life and my childhood, there were a lot of people who discouraged me. The guy who punched me in the hallway my freshman year in high school because his girlfriend handed me a note and he had no idea what was in the note, that guy discouraged me. You know, my friends who distracted me from playing high school football my sophomore year in high school, that person discouraged me. You know, the coaches who challenged me in ways that weren't inspiring, those people discouraged me. But, you know, when I look back and I think about it, I don't believe that people are genuinely bad people. I think as humans, we just make mistakes. We're not always living our best life. We're not always at our best. And so therefore, in those moments, We're not always making the best decisions and thinking about how what we do or what we say might hurt someone else. So even all those people, you know, I may not have forgotten, but I've forgiven because I don't think that they did it maliciously. I think they just were in a tough moment and they made a choice that wasn't necessarily supportive or inspiring of me. But great question. What did you want to be growing up? You know this. I wanted to be (laughs) Batman. I wanted to be the middle linebacker for the Chicago Bears. I was obsessed with Junior Seau and Mike Singletary. The Bears. Bears. Or lastly, I wanted to be a CEO. I wanted to be in financial services. I wanted to run a big company. I was obsessed with movies like Wall Street, Boiler Room, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. And so that's what I always dreamt about. Any final question? Ava? What could we as your kids do to better support your dreams? I think that the greatest thing that a child can do to support an adult's dream is to encourage them to continue dreaming like they did when they were a child. Love that. When a child is born, that is the celebration of them doing everything it took to be born. That is such a victorious moment in life that this 
idea of a child being born actually then comes to life and is born to this earth. That's a celebration. That's incredible. And after they're born, as adults, you don't know how to walk. You don't know how to feed yourself. You don't know how to wipe your rear end. You don't know how to get yourself to practice. And every day we wake up encouraging you and encouraging you and encouraging you. And we encourage you to dream your biggest dreams. And then when you get to be 20 and you're in college, then parents start to change their tonality with you. And they start to say, well, what are you going to do after school? And what job are you going to do? And what are you going to get paid? And what's that going to look like? And oh, you shouldn't marry this person. You shouldn't marry that person. You shouldn't do this and you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't move here and you shouldn't move, right? All of a sudden, parents go from being your biggest raving lunatic-like fan and advocate to telling you all the reasons why you shouldn't do certain things. That's been my experience. And then when you're my age and you're 44, (laughs) to have someone tell me it's still awesome to be a dreamer and to go straight TMD on the state of Michigan and larger soon, that's awesome. So yeah, the greatest gift is still to encourage us to dream. I love what you said earlier. Thanks for asking. Folks, thanks so much for listening. If you like what you heard, Please check us out on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Consider taking a quick second to rate and give us a review. And for those that you love and care about in your life, consider sharing it and passing along the gift that it was today to have a conversation with my very own Ava and Atlas. Atlas, did you want to say any final thing before we hop off? Ladies, 248. I leave my ringer on. Is that really your phone number? Yeah. Oh my gosh, today was great. I hope you enjoyed this episode and if it helped you realize how to encourage your children to keep dreaming their biggest dreams, what it looks like to support them at a level of greatness and exactly why we as adults and their parents should continue to dream ourselves. I hope you enjoyed it. If you found any value in the conversation, please consider sharing this with others. 